Hello and welcome to episode 30 of the Ambitious Filmmaker Podcast. I'm Caleb. I'm Mark. And I'm Eric. And we're three best friends from high school who have spent the last 10 years in the film industry and realized that freelancing can be a lonely business. So we built the Video Community, a place where filmmakers on all parts of their journey can come together and empower each other's growth and success. Today we chat with director of photography and former nationally ranked Halo player Jake Coletta. With Jake, we dive into the importance of mentorship for development in the film industry, how commercial work can be just as cinematic as Hollywood, and how failure is one of the most powerful tools for growth. So sit back, relax, and welcome to the Ambitious Filmmaker Podcast. I had all my interview topics lined up, but then you cut them all. And what shouldn't we talk about? Cats, cannibalism, vegetables. Yeah, Man, I really mean, wanted to talk about vegetables. I don't really don't even know what else we can talk about on this podcast. I'm, I'm sorry. I've kind of pigeonholed you guys, but it's just my it's my list. You know, everybody's got a list. That's uh, vegetables and cats are, are honestly probably number one. So as long as. <laughs> oh, so cannibalism is second tier to that then? You know, so that was a little negotiable, maybe. A little, like a, a nibble, you know, like a nibble or two. A nibble. No, we're not talking like full bites here. All right, I'll bite, I'll bite. Earlobe. Jake, welcome to the Ambitious Filmmaker Podcast. Appreciate uh, it. The first thing we always ask our guests is their origin story of how they got into the industry. Mm, yeah, my origin story. I was uh, bit by a, a radioactive Super 8 as a kid. <laughs> Just went from there, just developed. Always grew up with like my parents just doing home videos of sorts. I feel like that's a, a trend for a lot of people, just kind of around um, some sort of camera. And yeah, fell into some video classes in high school, uh, at, super accidentally. I've always been like the creative type, always making like skateboarding videos with my buddies, you know. Yeah, I nice. did the whole mini DV thing. Thank God that's gone and gone past. <laughs> um, the nightmares of just fire wire and having to play back your <laughs> mini dvs and a little recorder i'm, I'm, I'm thankful yeah. it's a much easier process now but yeah so I, I always wanted to do something creative but the idea of filmmaking was like oh it's a hobby it's like oh this is so much fun i surely i can't make a career out of it right we would remake rocky or make like jackass videos in, in our backyard with my buddies and skateboarding videos and hey, it wasn't yeah. until like my my senior year of high school i was like okay i don't know what the heck i'm gonna do i'm the kind of personality where it's, if i am drawn to something i'm gonna give it 110 percent. but like school for me i'm a very um tactile learner i like doing things with my hands so like woodworking art gym like i excelled in those classes a history as well i don't know why history but um and the rest kind of fell to the wayside <laughs> so i was like well there goes my hopes of getting into like a college you know everyone's pushing college and i'm like well i guess i'll be a bum um so i <laughs> I, I i looked into like going to an art school and i was like man there's no way i can no way i can either afford this or get in so I did like the community college thing for a few years and then dropped out once I ended up getting an internship with a production company uh, in Charlotte by the name of Caravan. Um, they do some really awesome work and they gave me my first shot yeah. and they were doing like weddings and smaller commercial and corporate work. And I didn't know what a C-stand was or, you know, I, I knew <laughs> the concept of 
iris and aperture and uh, you know iso but i never really knew like what they truly meant i'm like if i press this button it gets darker right <laughs> so uh it, it really kind of helped open my horizons to there's so much more to offer in the film industry it's not just shooting weddings or you know making movies which even the, the concept of movies to me was such a foreign idea yeah. like oh wait you know the, the film industry hollywood you know all these things um so yeah that kind of got me snowballed and i went from interning there to i worked at a church for a little while as a contractor and then i worked at an editing house for a few months and then um that kind of got me my my first real job um working at a, a full service creative agency as like a cinematographer and editor and I did that for a few years and then I've been freelance for like the past three or four years heck yeah and yeah. you've gone through <clears throat> quite an evolution yeah I mean that must have been one hell of a, a bite that Super A gave you no I tell you I, it, <laughs> I still feel its effects to this day I glow in the dark sometimes so so you've been freelance for three to four years you said what yeah what was kind of the the tipping point for you that it was like all right it's time for me to just cut this job out and start start everything on my own yeah so prior to taking that job i i kind of freelanced a little bit um i did like the pa the gripping thing like getting my feet wet in the industry um but it was yeah. never enough to really sustain myself as a freelancer i was still like 19 20 years old I, was, I didn't know anything and i'm the personality type where i'm super impatient i want to like jump in head first every time i just want to get going like i want to i want to be a dp now you know it's like i didn't but i don't know what that means <laughs> i don't know how to you know not only the technical side but i don't know how to lead a department properly so you know going through the proper channels and uh learning from others who've done it far longer and far better has been instrumental in my growth. So, yeah, I mean, I just got to a point in, uh, at the agency I was at where I was kind of seeing the signs of the agency was going in a different direction. And I was, the idea of freelance was always in my head. I'm like, I, I want to do this. I've always liked the idea of being my own boss, so to speak, and kind of doing my own yeah. thing and setting my own hours. So it just felt like time and, uh, talked to my wife, we made the plunge and kind of haven't looked back. Heck yeah. I yeah. love that. You're talking about the other figures that were instrumental in, in your growth and whatnot. What was some of those, some of that advice and messages that you were getting from them, those instrumental pieces of knowledge? I think a lot of people getting into the industry for the first time are just super stoked. Um, they want to create, they want to get from point A to point B and sometimes just kind of skip everything in between. It's kind of like the typical hero's journey and like a lot of films, right? It's like you see this person and then all of a sudden the next scene, they're like this badass. And it's like, wait, how did how'd you get there? Like, what was, like, what'd you learn in between? Or like, you know, what was the process being such an impatient person and wanting to do everything on my own right away? I had to learn the importance of learning from those who'd done it longer and better than me and pick up from their mistakes. And I had to make mistakes on my own, you know, I mean, I'll yeah. never forget a good friend of mine, um, Brent Christie. He's an awesome DP. And he, uh, he called me out on something that made me so mad in the moment. I remember like, getting this voicemail from him I was like, oh my God, I can't believe he called me on my crap, basically. But looking back the days after that, I was like, man, he's doing what's best for me. You know, he's trying to set me in and put me on the right path. To this day, it's still some of the most important advice I've ever gotten. Just like, hey, you're young, like you're going to have to pay your dues. I get that you're excited and that hunger is great. But like, you know, you got to learn, like you got to, it's going to take time. I try to reciprocate that to uh, young filmmakers coming up or 
uh, anyone interested in the industry because you definitely got to put in those blood, sweat and tears. It doesn't just come as a Amazon prime delivery. You know, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta wait. It's a dial up internet. It's not that, uh, that new stuff. <laughs> Another underlying message there too, being, being able to like take constructive criticism and not get so upset yeah, it's integral. get called out. Yeah. It really is. Like, how can you grow if you're not willing to accept your mistakes um, and learn from them? That's the ultimate tool in moving forward and, and learning. It's just failing. I mean, I can't tell you how many projects, even to this day, I do something. I'm like, why did I do that? <laughs> and I look back and I was maybe I was stoked on something in the moment, but I look back and I'm like, okay, I think we could have done something different. Or somebody says, you know, what about this idea? I'm like, oh, that that would have been totally better. So yeah, yeah. it's just constantly, it's a learning process. And I, I feel like no matter your place in the industry and how long you've been doing it, there's always room for growth and there's always room um, oh, yeah. for improvement. Absolutely. Can't skip the montage. That's right. <laughs> like we don't, we don't get a single song and then all of a sudden we know all the skills. No, we gotta, we gotta live through that montage every, every day. Right. I want Mr. Miyagi to show me how to wax on, wax off. You know, I need, I need that. <laughs> for sure. Also, you know, the importance of mentorship, yeah. especially early in the process. I mean, I feel like that really can uh, make or break a young filmmaker, you know, like having the right people to be open to the teaching aspect and having people who can guide you and feed that hunger. But like yeah. in a nice, productive, like growing way. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's super easy to get jaded really early on. And, you know, I think mm-hmm. the film industry doesn't do the greatest job at championing each other. It can be mm-hmm. so competitive, you know, whether locally or nationwide, you know, you have a friend who gets like an awesome commercial and you're like sitting here with no work for the, like the past week. You're <laughs> like, what the heck? You want to be stoked for them. But at the same time, you're like, well, man, why, why isn't anywhere coming my way? And I think coming to that realization of like championing your friends, like be stoked when they get work because it's going to, it's going to come your way eventually right especially if you know you're a hard worker you're a good friend to people you just meet and as well as like lifelong friends you know like people want a, a good hang as well as someone who can work hard when i'm hiring career out I, I want someone who i can chill with and be myself and, and have a good time but at the same time rely on them i don't have to second guess if they're gonna crush it because i know they're gonna crush it but at the same time i can just chill and have a good time gosh that's so important community over competition yes i mean like that is so true like community who you surround yourself with is so 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 important so important and is it you know are they people who are going to celebrate your wins or people who feel yes. about your wins and it's like totally. you, you don't want to be around that circle because you feel it yeah. if people are exactly yeah, it really is it's you don't want to have to keep up with the Joneses. I mean, not only is it exhausting for yourself, but it's just not sustainable for growth. Nobody's going to work with a guy who's just bitter every time that they get a job and he doesn't, you know, like they want someone who can stand in their corner and be like, man, I'm so like, you know, you are awesome. Like you deserve that project. Like you're great. Cause I've felt it in the sense where I've been recommended projects by the same people when they were unable to do something, you know, and there's a chain of events when just, sharing work and passing work along it's it's so beneficial because we're we're all in this industry together right like there's enough work even when it doesn't seem like it there's always going to be enough work to go around and oh yeah may not be at the same time and in the, the same seasons but it gets it gets around that's so true abundance mindset and you have to have an abundance mindset i mean i feel like that really helps celebrate the victories and the successes of your friends and i feel like that is reciprocal too especially if you're surrounded by the right people like you giving that positive abundant mindset and celebrating those wins like they will return to you those same people will be celebrating your wins and i think that when in a community when one person wins everybody wins 
a little bit. I, I do yeah. think that like that win is shared. I mean, maybe not in the financial sense where someone has the job and you don't, but like if someone sure. is pushing to the next level, one, it shows it can be done. And if these people are in your corner, like it's only a matter of time before you yourself are elevated to that same level with them. Absolutely. I think that same thing can be said with passion projects and like you have friends who are doing like a short film. I feel this often in this season, specifically with COVID where not a lot of people are working. I've been seeing an abundance of short films, which is great. I'm so stoked to see it. Like people yeah. just creating, whereas they wouldn't be able to work um, normally. And they're like, okay, they're not giving up on, on the fact that they haven't had paid work. They're putting their head down and they're going to continue creating and seeing members of the film, the local film industry here in Charlotte, like step up and be like, yeah, I'm not getting paid. I just want to be on set. You know, like, I just want to, I just want to make something and being able to step up yeah. and fill, fill that gap in a, in a crew or, uh, help out with some gear in any way or capacity is so beneficial because I've similarly I've, I've felt it where I've gotten work because I helped someone on this one job and I made a connection with someone else or or they pass work along because they remember that I came out and, and helped them on their passion project you know it all becomes full circle right it all comes back in some way or another I think generosity is something that always finds its way to come back and uh, repay itself yes absolutely yeah and I feel like this season we have to come together I feel like it's even more important now, like totally. right now with, with everything that's going on in this apocalyptic year that we are <laughs> living in. You name the cataclysm, it's either happening or it's in the wings. It yeah. is more important now than ever that we as a film community do come together and we, and we do bring this stuff. And my hope is that once all this blows over and it will blow over eventually, is that this this mindset the community is cultivating will will continue and, and continue Later to on. be nurtured as, as things become, and I say this in quotes, status quo. Absolutely. Yeah, that is the hope for sure. I was going to say, all right, so you've been on your own for three to four years, right, as a DP? <laughs> Yep. What's the next three to four years look like for you? I think if I look back, Jake from a year ago looks at Jake now. I'd be super stoked at where I've been, um, where I'm going. When I first went freelance, my goal was, okay, you know, I want a DP, but I'm not quite ready yet. So I started with the ACing thing. Not for me by any means. I have no AC. I'm super thankful for the guys and girls who are just like incredible tech savvy people who can like figure out any problem. That's not me. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I can I can figure some stuff out, but I'm I'm thankful for those who can just tackle any problem. But yeah, I did AC for a bit, and I was like, nah. Um, I was like, okay, well, how can I work with DPs who are more seasoned than me and still get work? You know, <laughs> like and still figure out a way to get paid. Um, and I accidentally kind of fell into doing Steadicam and Steadicam operating, um, which was sort of the the segue into me deeping more full-time and i'm still really making that transition honestly um I, i've been studying camera for a couple of years and um it's been great to work with dps and still have some sort of like a creative semblance of like decision making where i'm not giving up creativity per se yeah. i'm getting to work with directors and dps and coming up with shots and the best way to do something and still move a camera around which has been really beneficial and in turn learn from those dps and you know the way they're lighting the way they're moving camera and what is motivating them but yeah Thank this you. past year or two has been more so me transitioning more into a dp you know, i bought a camera um th i mean this year i've probably done about like 90 percent dping it's a throwaway year by by all means though, just because it's so weird. But <laughs> I've done like ninety percent DPing compared to Steadicam work, which has been great. Uh, I love I love doing both. I think DPing is my long term goal in a capacity where I am happy 
I'm, I'm happy here now, but I think in the capacity that I, I see myself mainly working as a DP and um, doing the work that I want to be doing. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think that's, that's super great. Cause one thing that you touched on that I think is super important for people starting out is like mentorship, you know, and finding yes. people where you want to be down the road, you know, totally. And like some of those, some of those mentors. And even now after being at it for three to four years, it's like, okay, you're looking to develop even, even more. And you're looking to those DPs who've been there, done it to get you there. Sure. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. And, it's invaluable for sure. Being able to tap on like that wellspring of knowledge is, is super important. And I mean, it, it saved me countless conversations of like, what the heck were you thinking? You know, <laughs> cause they, they were able to pour their knowledge onto me and I was able to soak that in and, uh, and avoid mistakes in certain places, you know, whether that's contractually or whether, uh, or it's like literally on set with a lighting setup. I think filmmaking is so much more than just being on set. I think there's a lot of, uh, logistics in the business side that you don't often correlate with filmmaking that's like equally as important you need to know how to set yourself up for success so that you can go into these projects and crush it really so let's let's dive into that a little bit what do you you know top three pieces of advice from a business standpoint get a great cpa who understands small business (laughs) and freelancers honestly like yes the, the best thing was switching over to a CPA rather than just like a family friend who, you know, they're great, but having someone who can fight for your business and help you grow um, and manage your finances better. It's so important to kind of in turn with that, get like a software that can keep you organized like QuickBooks or something that can, you can help keep all that information compact and in a place where you can just tap on it. Three, I mean, the power of a contract is so important (laughs) in setting yourself up for success, whether it's like a deal memo going into a a long-term TV show or, or movie or, you know, or, or if you're shooting a wedding and you just want to make sure that you have stuff in writing you just want to you want to cover your butt right like you don't want to find yourself in a situation where it's either in your control or someone else's and something goes awry and you're like oh well i i wasn't expecting this and now you're getting boned because of it right you want to yeah you want to sell yourself up for success in, in every avenue yeah that's three solid pieces of advice for sure the quickbooks as far as organization goes oh my goodness that saves hours and hours and hours come tax time totally. like i i i, I <laughs> i'm not even getting paid to say this but i cannot endorse it more i mean it's just like it's just like what you said it's a click of a button i spend a couple seconds typing in the new info and then boom i just yeah. export at the end of the year done yeah done. quick books if you want to if you want to sponsor me uh you can find me on instagram jake coletta <laughs> there you go there you have it beat me to the punch <laughs> all right so so jake like you know you've talked a lot about being a dp right but yeah is there specific type of work that you really enjoy doing or that you want to do more of as a dp Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it's going against the grain by saying commercial work because I feel like there's a lot of people who, when I think of the film industry, it's like narrative and movies and they want to work in the feature world and they want to crush movies. And I'm so like, I'm I'm all about that. Um, I don't see myself being in a position where I want to pursue that. Maybe not yet. I have a, I have a 13 month old son and I love being able to be local and kind of work on smaller scale projects where it's like maybe at most a couple of weeks and then I can come back and and spend time and, you know, be with him. I love the commercial world. I love working on commercials. I think there's a great variance in the type of work you get to do, you know, all, all sorts of flavors from fashion. Yeah. You definitely get to stay on your toes. Yeah. Yeah. There's just just a little bit of everything and it it does, does keep you on your toes. Yeah. It's fun. I love the variation. 
I think it is important to note that, and for anyone listening, that there is so much artistry outside of the quote unquote standard, what you'd think of film industry. Like yeah, yeah. you can, you can make a commercial or any type of commercial work look amazing. You can give yeah. it cinematic feel and quality like that level of artistry and artisan filmmaking is not reserved to Hollywood. And I think there's a common misconception around that. I think you can achieve that same level of good filmmaking at a commercial level. I think that's important to know. I mean, I, before you hopped on, I went to your website and I saw a two minute video on insurance adjustment <laughs> and I sat through all two minutes of it. It was a couple shots was all from the guy sitting at his desk and I watched yeah. all of it. Like That's exactly on point with what I'm talking about. Like if you can make yeah. someone sit down for two minutes and watch something about insurance adjustment, then I'd say <laughs> you're doing something right. For real. <laughs> And that was it was a oh, fun yeah. one. That was a fun one. We got to, there was some uh, fun little creative bits in there, but uh, yeah, man, I, I think commercial work, yeah, like what you're just saying. There's that the artistry's there in the right projects. Don't get me wrong, there are projects where it's a complete snooze fest sometimes. And <laughs> I think that's okay. You know, I, I think people need to be okay with taking the jobs that pay the bills. Like not every project's going to be a, a, a real winner, or like front of your portfolio. You know, and, and in the same light, not everyone's always going to be working. I, I always try to touch on this because. I think social media is a big, uh, can be a little dangerous in the sense of you see other filmmakers like posting and you're like, oh, they're working all the time or they're working on this killer thing. Yeah. It's like people, people stock up on some, some uh, content and they post it every now and then I'm, I'm guilty of this. I do it all the time. I think I just did it this morning. I'm like, Hey, I posted this project that I worked on wherever, whenever ago. And <laughs> don't like, don't get flustered because those projects uh, you're going to get those boring ones sometimes. And, it's also the times when you're not working and people look like they're working and it's all, it's all part of, it's all part of the game, right? It's all just takes time and yeah. it comes around Perception. when it comes around. For sure. I mean, and that is the life of a freelancer. Like sometimes you're going to be booked beyond how you can even fathom yep. doing it all. And then sometimes you're playing Xbox and you've never seen a better KD spread in your Halo gaming. You know what I mean? So it's just like, <laughs> you're, hey, like Man. you're just, that's, it's gonna, that's going to happen from time to time. And I think you're right. It's like being okay with that. And just like knowing as long as Hell you're yeah. putting in the effort to, to find work and pursue these things. And it's like, it all, it all will come in time man you're you're preaching to the choir with the halo the halo world man i'm a <laughs> big time big time halo gamer here oh Dude. boy you oh, you yeah. stumbled into the right podcast because eric and i we were literally talking about halo before you hopped on yeah oh yeah. yeah eric eric and i we were are actually huge. texting about it last night even because of the new uh xbox mobile um situation that's coming out I and you can like continue like a campaign from your game system on your mobile device <laughs> i don't want this to be like a flexing thing but <laughs> i used to be like nationally ranked in mlg and team swap for halo halo 2 and team 3 swat oh, oh yeah oh my gosh that's like the only we go to competitions this is like I feel like if if like Twitch was around in like my prime Halo years or like the esports world, I I could have I could have made it, man. I think we're meeting you know a celebrity in our minds now. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> I feel like Uncle Rico. I, I feel like Uncle Rico in the playing dynamite. Like if Coach put me in fourth quarter, like man, I tell you. 
I tell you what, animal. Jake, you made you made two lifelong friends today. That I guarantee <laughs> you. That yeah, I I'm terrible at Halo. I was always yeah. everybody. Mark, you know what? We're we're getting off, off, but you know that's okay. That's okay. We talk film all the time. Mark <laughs> was our team goose egg. Like Mark was so 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 bad. Eric and nice. I of our friend groups were the two best, and we were never allowed to be in the same team because it just was not fair. Yeah, we'd have these like big twelve person Halo nights and oh, oh yeah, yeah. using Ethernet cables because we're talking like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Oh, yeah. prime prime gaming. Best memories yeah. right there. Oh, yeah. Four rooms, four TVs, a lot of angry moms, a lot of, oh, Caleb, yeah. can I talk to you for a minute? A lot of Cheeto fingers and Mountain Dew. Like, oh, come on. Mountain Dew Game Fuel. Mountain Dew, for sure. <laughs> Not a better Halo night without Mountain Dew Game Fuel. So, Mountain Dew, right. if you're listening to this, bring it back. Uh, and see, now I'm just, I'm so excited and I just really need to play Halo now. Who's that, who's that next interview? Get him out of here. We yeah. Have <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to have to reschedule. Cancel, cancel my afternoon. Bring it back. <laughs> You said you'd like sending the elevator back down, passing along. And we think, you know, TBC, that's why we built this podcast, yeah. this company. It's, it's because we believe that knowledge is open source and that there are no elite secrets. Like we're all better when we all know. So what piece of advice would you pass along to someone either thinking about starting the path or very early on in their journey? The first would be kind of the, the one of the most important is just keep, keep creating. Um, never stop make, making. Don't don't just sit on your hands and idly wait for work to come to you. Pursue making the things that you want to be uh, making. You know whether that's a spec ad, a short film, whatever that may be. Just just do it. I think it's important to to open the doors for yourself to walk through rather than you know wait for them to come to you. Just you got to take it into your own hands sometimes. Um, secondly, would be try not to be a master of of all, like a jack of all trades and a master of none. I think. Uh, this industry really benefits from having a specific kind of a niche path within that. So whether whether you want to be a DP, uh, a director, stick to one thing. Because when I started, I wanted to do it. I wanted to learn everything. I wanted to be the best at everything. And you nine out of 10 times, a production is going to hire the guy who can do that one thing really well versus the guy who can do a little bit of everything okay in it. And I can speak to that. You know, I want to work with people who can crush that one thing. So you're the guy or you're the girl at this one thing. And people will seek you out for that. So, you know, if you're the best wedding videographer, then people are going to seek you out for that. If you're the best gaffer, people are going to seek you out for that because, you know, you can light like nobody else or the best steady cam operator. So really, really yeah. pick something and, and focus down. on that. Double down, you know, and put all your put all your bets in the, into one pot for sure because it, it pays off. I think that's the best way to do it. Jake, how can people follow you in your future adventures? Yeah, uh, you can find me on Instagram, uh, Jake Coletta websites jcolletta.com i post way too many stories and pictures of my baby and dog so it's great amazing what you're a real human being crazy <laughs> jake this has been a very enlightening conversation a lot of great wisdom we're gonna help a lot of people and for all anyone who's just thinking about playing halo like just crank on the next box kick it old school kick it old school anyway some great stuff take it in your own hands go after it double down on what you really want to be doing Jake, pleasure having you on. And for all of you out there, have a safe weekend. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Ambitious Filmmaker. Have something you want us to talk about? Interested in chatting with like-minded filmmakers? Join the conversation over at our free Facebook group and subscribe to our Instagram. Just search the video community. We'll see you next time. And remember, always be creating.